0: You're listening to the Premier Automotive and Lifestyle Podcast with Mark Anthony Murray and Sean Rosa. This is Through the Apex. Start your engine.
1: Here are your hosts, Mark Anthony Murray and Sean Rosa. Coming in hot, straight off the heels. In 40 degree weather. In 40 degree weather, off a
0: of Geneva International Auto Show. In March. In March. Crazy. It is crazy, man. One day. The planet's just going to be wiped of all humanity because we're not going to be able to anticipate <laughs> what weather is sustaining us anymore. So the bodies will just all shut down at the same time, and then there will be nothing.
1: I saw the craziest thing online this week where it was – I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, But basically they were saying that – um I guess they had, like, a scientist on, and basically what they're saying is that there's a lot of diseases that are actually frozen in the Arctic. Nice. In Antarctica. And as everything starts to melt um, because of global warming, those diseases will get out. And there's a high possibility there are diseases that are there that uh, humans have never, ever had Mm -hmm. any kind of contact with. Don't know how to prepare for it. So, I mean, it's pretty – and apparently this is, like, these things are going to start to come up in the next, like, two decades
0: really so wow somebody's pretty gonna, screwed somebody's gonna use that for biological warfare <laughs> there's probably seals and i think CIA the earth re- is uh, gonna use it the, for earth, biological is, <laughs> warfare. the earth is, the earth earth is, is true, fed man. up man the earth is tired of us i don't blame him it her 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 mother her, nature. Her, her sorry mother nature sorry, is, if
1: the mother nature is nature if nature is a mother a woman then mm. is earth a male hmm. that's true i don't know well maybe the, those scientists can tell us maybe Happy International Women's Day. Yes. And month. Exactly. Hit Women's History Month.
0: Yeah. Dan, we never said uh Black History Month last month. <laughs> yeah, we did, no? Did we? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's okay. That's Happy awful. old Black History Month everybody.
1: We we um we dropped the ball on a lot of like holidays here. The only reason I remember
0: the international thing was because it was yesterday. That's the reason. It's good though. It it we might have a very large demographic of ladies listening.
1: I was playing something super derogatory yesterday as all the music is today and a girl legit comes up to me straight face and she's like this is really oppressive to women it's international women's day were you at work yeah when i was at federal house
0: oh wait oh federal house. and i was like oh my goodness i
1: was djing and i played i can't remember i think it was like uh it might have been the uh kanye record uh it was you know it was yuso by um I think Lil Wayne's in it. I can't remember who else is in uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. And then I went into like the uh, "I Like You by Pump and Kanye. Mm. I love it or whatever. And mm. then she was like, "This is really offensive." And then after that, I played the Baltimore Club song. Uh, "There's Some Hoes in This House." And then I just <laughs> I played all the most house. ratchet, like <laughs> unfriendly female music
0: I possibly could because
1: this is like you're the only person. You're the only one. It's packed in there with women. Lots and of women. In only there, one man.
0: complaining. Yeah, Tell, go next door. And something. I was like. See ya. <laughs> See ya. She wasn't drunk enough. No. She no, was she also wasn't. just not fun enough. Oh, yeah. See that? <laughs> Federal House is not the place for not fun people. But
1: she ended up staying for, like, an extended time and just, like... Because she <laughs> You know. She's outnumbered, bro. Completely not outnumbered. Gonna, DJ's not doing anything for you. <laughs> how was your day, though, man?
0: How was your week? That was... Uh, how was it? <laughs> it was good. I'm just about all recovered from crazy like the congestion and stuff that i've had this is like the longest that it's ever lasted before you know what i mean yeah it's just i just my body's not really held on to that for that long so it's kind of made the past couple weeks before this one kind of difficult you know what i mean especially uh trying to make sure that i go to the gym as much as i can and you know allowing myself ample recovery time and stuff but it's been fine it hasn't Put a damper on work or anything like that. That's so good. you know everything else is coming along. Still enjoying the break from not having any schoolwork for now. Like and four more weeks? no nah, it's only honestly like two and a half. That's it. it? Went by so fast. That's, oh my god! It was just five in you had, total. Oh, it was five. out was six. Oh man. Yeah, it was just five. So um, it's all it's all good though. I'm I'm ready to start back up with it again and get back into the groove of things and you know just move things forward. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, everything's cool. How uh how about? How about uh, you? You've been you've got a lot of stuff going on, man. It's been busy, man. In I'm addition just... to tolerating me <laughs> being late every day. No, everything. it's cool, man. It's just
1: been it's been a lot, man. Just been juggling this film that we're working on right now with um, this MMA fighter. Oh yeah. Um, how's
0: that? How's, how much more is left to film?
1: A lot. I think we're gonna turn oh, it into shoot. something special and kind of film for the year and just mm. uh, maybe try to cut, uh, if not a feature, something close yeah. to it. Cool, yeah. So it's, uh, you know. I just, like the trailers and stuff that I'd seen that you'd posted. Thank you, thank you, man. Uh, shout out to CMB Productions for actually doing the edit for the trailer. He's a trailer editor. Brian Barber, he's amazing. Mm. Um, com. if you're interested in getting your Dot com wedding videographed and all that goodness. Uh, but not even that, everything's been pretty good. It's just been a lot of balancing. So, mm. you know, weddings coming up uh in several months very close yeah times going by a lot of financial deadlines to pay for venues and things of that nature so it's just like grind time like i just want i really just want a weekend off you know <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so bad i know it's um, the signs of age
0: yeah yeah i was yeah. talking
1: to like this 22 year old girl yesterday at, after the night ended don't worry nothing serious um just a little i ended up setting her up with one of my uh one of the bouncers because that's what i do um i'm a resource fellas use me use me well um still got game hail the, deal, Jay. Hail, hail the DJ. hail the DJ. hail the dj what the f- Bunned up but still got game you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um she was like you need to come to towson and dj i'm like when do you guys like what nights because you know towson's a party college well at oh, least yeah. it used to be when you know back in when our, like our, our 20s our, yeah, our early 20s yeah yeah um and she's like Thursday nights I'm like B- B- <laughs> Thursday nights I'm in bed <laughs> you know <laughs> this Thursday I went to bed I was in bed by 8 30 8 45 son you know so uh, I gotta go back to that eventually <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones
0: binge is putting me in bed close to midnight almost every night oh so man I've gotta haven't I've watched gotta, one episode yet I know I know I'm, I'm, I'm basically on season five so it's just two left and it'll be done till it starts up again that is but i'll be i'm I'm looking forward to going to bed early again because i I feel it in the mornings i'm like yeah i do it's (laughs) It's exhaustion is overwhelming and she's like 29 that's not that old i'm like
1: hey hit me up in a couple years right i was gonna say yeah yeah, when you when you hit 26 27 yo uh, you start to feel it's just different uh, it's different very different so sure. I'm embracing my old madness, you know what I'm saying? Hey,
0: you're doing everything, everything that you, <laughs> a lot more than people who are a lot younger than 29. I'm trying to, man. I'm That's trying to keep sure. busy. Trying to keep busy.
1: Well, let's get into the show because we got a lot of big stuff. Enough about Mark Anthony and I and our oldness. Old madness. All that good stuff. Uh, Geneva Auto Show was uh, is still going on, actually. I think it's wrapping up, uh, if not this week. Um, middle of next the week. middle of next week or yeah. whenever you hear this, it might be done. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> um, some really huge things coming out of the show. I mean, probably one of the most exciting auto shows uh, of the auto show circuit for the years. So. Seriously,
0: yeah, Geneva is the is the golden child of the auto shows, man. Yeah, like this is where people bring their a game. It's like, oh, if it's not ready for the other shows, just as long as it's ready for Geneva, right. that's all that matters. I know? completely agree. So today,
1: we're going to do the show a little bit differently. We're not going to have a podium news segment, and we're not going to have a refreshing or repulsive in the traditional sense. What we're going to do is we're going to do something called The Grid, and what that means is we're going to rattle off uh, the top eight cars uh, that were at Geneva, and we are going to discuss them and grade them, and then at the end, we'll do a very podium-like structure where we'll basically... Let you know what we think the top three is, our personal top three that was revealed at Geneva. So it's going to be called The Grid today. No special drop or anything like that. Um, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, and let's start it off with a, a hot one because uh, this one's big. And actually, this week what we're doing is we're doing all super and hyper cars. Next week will be the pedestrian cars. So if you want to skip next week's episode, you certainly can. But... <laughs> I honestly wouldn't, because there's some dope shit on that, too. <laughs> better not skip it. You better not skip it. We need the plays, damn it. Um, <laughs> so let's start it off. Uh, the first supercar uh, that's on the list is not a Ferrari 488, but its successor, the Ferrari F8 Tributo. Mm. Tributo. Tributo.
0: Tributo. Yeah.
1: And we can grade it, refreshing, repulsive, and go into the the possible specs. I don't think we got too many specs on it yet, uh, but it is a successor to four, the 488 Um I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to say actually repulsive. Hmm. Uh, I know that's not something that I think a lot of people wanted to hear, but <laughs> <laughs> it it's I, I really was excited when I heard the possible rumors of a 488 successor. And when I saw it, um, I was a little disappointed just because I felt like it was something we've seen for the last yeah. six years. Um, and it doesn't look as good as the Pista. And it doesn't look good as a 488 um, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's a Ferrari. You know what? We know it's going to be fast. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not digging the I'm not digging the headlights. I'm not uh, digging the rear lights. The one thing that I do like is the rear glass, uh, had there. uh, they have like these little holes in it.
0: Yeah. Much like the Ferrari F40. So that's a nice little call. That back. is a nice touch. That's a nice touch. You think that's a good amount of them too? The three of them as opposed to like. 15 million like we're on the f40 because you know the f40 had a lot of they did have like a, a lot slits, of stages yeah right? but this looks like it's just three of them three of them yeah it, it, it's more subtle. It, it's a, it looks like a smaller it's probably a same size or bigger but they make it look smaller than the mm-hmm. f40 mm-hmm. so that is better like for the glass real estate back there and stuff so what do you think about this thing yeah i said ref- repulsive uh i gotta go it's refreshing man i uh I actually like this when I first saw it, because to me it's a combination of a 488 and a Superfast. It has the rear of the Superfast with the breakdown of the taillights. The front is all 488 with a little loft in there as well. Yeah. Uh, because it extends so high up the uh, over the front fenders there, and the way they cut off very abruptly. Uh, I really like the shape of it. There are some specs on it. It's a 3.9 liter uh, turbo V8 still used in the 488 piece that makes 710. So this is yet another Ferrari that's entered 700 yeah. Club. Mm-hmm. Uh and I uh I love the design of the wheels as well. I love that twist, that kind of concave star five-star so twist. Yeah. I I genuinely really really like this a lot. I mean, I'm I they just it, the shape is unmistakable, the proportions are unmistakable and I uh I think that it's going to be a nice a nice change, especially the rear. I like that the rear kind of has Depth and structure, Mm -hmm. uh, almost as though it's coming out at you while disappearing into the car and then coming out at you again. Uh, And of course, the taillights, as on the Super Fast, are almost three dimensional where they actually come out of the vehicle. Right. And you can see them, you know, from different angles. Kind of like a Lego or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm very familiar with Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As I sit next to a little (laughs) army here of of vehicles. Uh, But yeah, I I like this a lot. I'm going to go with refreshing. That's pretty. It's interesting. Um, I, and I, I'm mistaken.
1: You're right. They did have the specs, as you said. Uh, the one thing that I read, it, it would be a slightly less hardcore version than the Pista. So, or a Pista for the masses, rather. Sure. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah, it's pretty much the same output. You know, it's not that I don't like it. I mean, it's not. I don't hate it. I just think it just there, there, are, there are elements of it that look very Ferrari, and then there are elements that look a little bit different. And I yeah. kind of get the feeling that there—it's a little bit more radical.
0: Hmm. Oh, did you see it?
1: No, what was it wasn't. I—I couldn't see. Oh uh, no, that's why I asked. I didn't see anything. Oh man, I just heard it
0: five hundred uh, five hundred points to whoever's listening who can identify the car we didn't see we heard outside.
1: So we already differ on this thing. This that this is a really fun start to the show. Mm. Um so number two, <laughs> I mean this is gonna be I mean again, this is a real I mean, every car is a powerhouse here. There's no yeah, man. wrong thing on this list to <laughs> uh the Buka- the Bugatti Vitoire Noir. Oof. Uh, and I know I'm butchering the, the French on that. Uh, my apologies. I think that was pretty good. Thank you. I listened to it several times this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about this one? I'll let you kick this one off.
0: Oh, man. This is refreshing to me, too. Uh, most expensive new production car of all time. $18, $18 million. So you know what? It's actually $12 million. Is it? <laughs> but the taxes bring it to eighteen point nine. Nice. <laughs> So it's like oh it wasn't expensive before I'll try to buy it now it's the most expensive <laughs> uh but man it's i've got i've gotten a lot of uh i've i've read a lot of mixed reviews on this uh just because it's supposed to be it's literally supposed to pay homage to uh, one of Bugatti's original, well, I forgot the name of the original. The Model. Atlantic. Yeah, the Atlantic, right. Mm-hmm. The, was it the 57 Atlantic or something I like that? I believe so. I don't remember you, the number exactly. Yeah, but in, it's like with the wraparound, like the front is supposed to look like a motorcycle visor mm-hmm. with almost invisible A-pillars there. Um, You know, the rear, the taillights and the headlights, it's supposed to, one thing that I did really like about this is the shark fin. Um, all up and down the middle of the car, yeah. the original 57 Atlantic had a very prominent uh, shark fin from the bonnet all the way down to the rear. Mm-hmm. And I think it might have came up about six inches. It was huge. Uh, and I think I read places where they wanted this to actually have a more pronounced fin, uh, similar to the older car. That's pretty cool. Um, But this is just one. Like somebody commissioned this to be built. Yeah, this is it, one and done. You can't have this. Yeah, they're not they're not going to do it. And um, I'm glad for it, but it's almost just kind of like, what are you paying for? Like, what are you what are you really paying for? Because you can go get a Devo or a Chiron. You I, know, same motor, yeah. same fifteen hundred horsepower. You know what I'm saying? Same W16. Save the sixteen mil. Right, save the sixteen mil. I mean, the craftsmanship is not going to. You are not going from. You know, a Range Rover to a CRV. You're going from I don't know Range Rover Autobiography to regular Range Rover supercharged. Right. Like it's not really something that, you know, is a massive downgrade for you at any rate. So it's just kind of like, you know, you want something built as a one-off. You're making a statement, which is what the purpose of this car is. Right. I think it's refreshing because the idea of it existing shows that there are people that have the means to do stuff like this, but. You know, as far as it being something overly, overly special and and you know, you know, tributary and stuff like that, I still I think it's refreshing, but I I'd, I'd still go for a Chiron. I wouldn't even take the Devo. I still like the Chiron the best. I completely agree with you. I think it's refreshing. There are some
1: things I don't like about it, um, but they're very small things. I, I truly think this is what the Chiron should have looked like. The Chiron or the Devo. The Chiron, the Chiron, okay. I liked how sleek and low profile everything on this vehicle is. Uh, I mean, it does share a lot of stuff, a lot of the same elements as the Devo and the Chiron, obviously. But it's just a little bit more compact and more coupe yeah. than the Chiron, which is still a little bit bigger of a car. You know, it's the direct successor to the Veyron, which is which is a pretty big damn vehicle. Um, let's be honest, <laughs> especially when you look at the Veyron now. It looks so dated. Right. You know what I mean? It's so bad. And we've we're only like It's not even that old. It's exactly. Right. We're only two like a year into the Chiron. So Come on, Bugatti. <laughs> Good grief. Um, the thing I don't like about this is the wheels. I got a I watched a really great video that Top Gear put on YouTube and so the wheels look like they extend um, a lot more than they do because the they actually painted the the tire itself. Oh, yeah, look With at that. that little squarish uh, outer part <laughs> to make it look like it's even more
0: kind of silly right it's kind of it's a little cheap <laughs> like for 18 mil don't do that that is kind of silly because <laughs> like <laughs> what if you that. get new tires and then they got to paint the tire again i'm sure that bugatti has that figured out for them For eighteen, <laughs> they already mil, they have better the spare tires <laughs> it's just one guy
1: that owns it <laughs> well to be honest i'm sure he won't drive it at all so it might not ever oh, need spare oh you're right oh my
0: god <laughs> you're absolutely right i didn't even think about that
1: um six exhaust pipes in the back it just won't be i think the back is the most beautiful thing about this vehicle oh yeah um and I agree with the Finns. I love that. But you know what? I would have really liked to see Bugatti take the Atlantic and do something a little bit more. Um, and this is going to be a little striking, like the Morgan 6, which we'll talk about in the next episode. The Morgan 6, obviously, is a very old school 19, what, 20s, 30s looking type mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. Very sleek. Very, very beautiful. Very British. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. And the original Atlantic was very much that type it of feel. Like that. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And I would like. I'm not saying I want them to, to make an old, just make remake an old car, but find a way to kind of keep some elements or something like that. Because Atlantic is a really prestigious name. But I do like this. I really do like it. I think it's great. Yeah, it's really nice. Car Lifestyle put out a. Instagram picture of one of these like dropped to the floor like and I'm like dude it's already low enough
0: like it's really low it was, and it's like on can't 24 st- inch wheels it's you still can't on the this. <laughs> what
1: are you doing car lifestyle <laughs> always does that though They're they like... sure do <laughs> great stuff though yeah uh, next up on the list number three on the grid Janetta Akula uh, this thing is one rambunctious and just completely like vengeful looking thing it's just so sharp
0: what so is that the is that the uh, manufacturer Janetta
1: Janetta is the manufacturer they make a lot of um, track type vehicles um, and this is one of their newest uh, that are available Uh, I'm going to be honest with you the first time I uh, ever knew about Janetta or learned about Janetta was through a video game so Mm. um, I didn't know but this thing is I think man I I should have written down the numbers the poor on me, but I think it's... Um, I pulled it up now. Like 600
0: horses, is it? Yeah, it's a 6.2 or liter f- V8. Five. I can't remember the numbers uh, on this thing. Let's see. I'm trying to... Like I said, I didn't even... Uh, oh, man, it's expensive. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm trying to find articles on it because I'd, I'd never heard. I'm just uh, going through pictures here. But as I search it, it really reminds me the front in the kind of rear it looks like an f12 a little bit mm-hmm. kind of like a, a combination of a mercedes uh, slr mclaren and a ferrari f12 uh berlinetta yeah yeah totally. um yeah it's a 600 horsepower 600 from the 6.2 liter v8 um man it's really in the rear of it looks like a zenvo yes <laughs> but the, and then the size the of, it, of it the yeah. size
1: of it looks like it's just a little bit bigger than a freaking rx7 like it yeah. doesn't look big what have all. they
0: done here they created a they created like a a chameleon like a, a Houdini chameleon or something <laughs> like that.
1: So this is their new vehicle. I think it's refreshing. I think it's cool to see something else in the, in the market um that's a little more obscure and not your your typical offering. Um quick as hell. Uh I think it, and I got to say it's kind of interesting to, for me to say refreshing just because it's very vulgar and I'm not I'm not mm. one for the vulgarity of mm. the styling, but I like it. It's it looks good in black.
0: Yeah. No, it's sharp yeah it looks really good in silver too I mean that's a here's a i'm showing Sean a picture oh geez, they have a that photo, looks Insane. they have a photo shoot of a silver one that was actually the first article that I found looks like a sword it looks just like a sword <laughs> um but I also think that this is refreshing. They also have a picture of the interior that I found here. Uh, Ooh. it looks legit like a racing Zonda. Yeah, almost, it sure does. Uh, with a lot of exposed carbon fiber wrapping the entire dash, Alcantara lining the carbon fiber, a very futuristic looking instrument cluster, racing steering wheel, uh, LED heads up display, uh, man, it's just, uh, I'm full, sorry, not LED, fully digital dash, uh, heads up display here, uh, behind the steering wheel. It's, this is really cool, um. I, so this isn't a turbo or anything, right? This is just regular uh, V eight. I believe so. That's gonna sound really good. Yeah. Wow. It also reminds me of an Apollo. Yeah. This a good thing one reminds one. me of like six things. <laughs> yeah. I like this a lot. This is this is fantastic. So refreshing. Yeah. They got a video of it too, but I'll watch that later. <laughs>
1: uh, next up on the list is, I mean, it's gonna remind you of a lot of things too. At least it does for me. Is uh, Piniferina. Batista. Mm. Uh, of course, uh, Pinafarina are the, the guys that have done a lot of amazing designs mm-hmm. for uh, uh, for Ferrari and so many other folks. Um, this thing has, what, 1,200 horsepower, 1,600? 1, I can't keep track anymore. Yeah, 1,900. Okay, I was way off. <laughs> Even with my highest bid, I was way off.
0: 1,900 is <laughs> ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. How do you feel about this? Man, it's beautiful. Yeah. This is... It reminds me of the Hennessy Venom, the Uh, GT. Uh, Especially they got a blue angle. Not a blue angle. An angle of a blue one. From oh, here, that looks great. That blue where, looks good. Yeah, where it really looks like the Venom, mostly because of the shape of the rear fenders and how they integrate with the kick-up spoiler. Uh, for those of you guys that know, the, if you aren't somehow familiar with the Hennessy Venom, if you know what a Lotus Elise or a Lotus Exige looks like, that's essentially what it is, and it's made by Hennessy, and it's I think it's the fastest land car. I think so. It was, was. at point, 260 f- or 270, something like that. And we have something uh, on this list that might possibly... <laughs> beat that yeah, for sure, right. Yeah. Uh, but I really love it a lot. Uh, I guess not a lot. I don't know a whole lot about it, uh, other than the. Uh, I mean, other than it coming from Pininfarina, which is a legendary coach builder, and yeah. they usually prioritize style over everything. Yeah, so it's really interesting to see them go here, right into the EV department. You know, a lot of people are just plunging in heads first. Uh, into this stuff, but I really like this a lot. This is going to be fantastic.
1: 1,900 horsepower. 1900. I mean, <laughs> I think you're going to see a really interesting trend over the next several cars on the list. But uh, mm-hmm. and we could talk about it after we actually complete the list. But are we at a point where like I'm kind of numb to the whole like how much horsepower something has? Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, like, OK, I don't know. I just don't know what to say anymore. And I agree. I don't I know mean, how much more my jaw can drop. Yeah,
0: it, there's, it's it's already on the floor. I mean, unless the floor lowers, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? For it to open up wider, but it's this is now where we live. The thing is, is that this is the only way to really obtain or play in this power pl- in, pl- play in this arena is to create a hybrid or to create a fully EV vehicle where you can make electric power from torque from nothing, right? Or you just, have, or you're just, you know, a freaking. Uh, sorcerer like they are over at Hennessy with the F8 right you know what i mean with with a car that doesn't work on hybrid technology yeah making what what does it make fourteen hundred horsepower or something like that? It doesn't even matter. Like like you said, it doesn't matter what it makes because yeah. anything with four digits in the horsepower number, it doesn't not You know what I mean? It just <laughs> does. Like it's not. It doesn't matter anymore. Or you only make eight hundred now. Like that's pedestrian. Ah, my Ferrari, my my super fast makes that. Like right. what are you? What are you it, doing? It, it's like,
1: funny because like I'm always kind of like I'm at the horsepower race in my mind now like whatever i get like where do i want it to sit horsepower wise because you can get so much for so little now mm-hmm. and it's like when it's you're right it. when it's in three <laughs> digits you know you kind of move some monies around and you're just like oh, i can move it here and have a little bit more it might be 20 more but it's more right But when you're you know when you're a thousand plus it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> and like a lot of these cars it's like they're at a thousand wheel horsepower. Yeah. yeah Cause that's like what the what the what the numbers show. It's like it doesn't matter if you can't put that down to the ground through right. the chassis and through the wheels. You know what I mean? So like, dog. so it's like if you think about it, fifteen hundred, <laughs> nineteen hundred, sixteen hundred. I mean, to the wheels, they're still putting over a thousand horsepower down. Nuts. You know what I mean? It's in these electric cars. It's gonna be like the Rimac. I mean, the Rimac Oof. is. That twelve hundred forty horsepower, and that was like three years ago. Yeah, that's you so know what true. I mean? Like it's, and that was breathtaking then. It's still. I mean, and there, God knows what they're working on now. Yeah, because they just <laughs> about, they
1: did the C two last year, and mm-hmm. who knows what's coming up next? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up on the list, I think we both think that Batista is pretty refreshing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's beautifully styled. I can't say anything else about it. It's gorgeous. Sure, um, <clears> man. The Acid Martin Vanquished Vision. This is Acid Martin's mid-engine F eight fighter. They're coming for. Ferrari's throat with these things, man. And the McLaren, the 720S. And McLaren, yes, mm-hmm. yes, the 720S. This thing this thing is a thing of beauty. I got to be honest, as a Ferrari fan, um Aston got them on the ropes. On the ropes. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and, and and you know it's going to perform, but damn, this thing looks good. Yeah, they they really shocked me when they released this and the... What was the other concept that they... It's probably also on our list. Too, oh, right? it's on our list. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's but the, the next th- one. <laughs> right. Th- those two cars, you know what I mean? Like, putting them out, uh, it really shows that they're so serious about where they're going and how they want to be regarded in this arena. Yeah. Because you think about it, the DB11s, DBS, Superleggera, uh, the Vanquish, you know, these cars are grand tourers. You know, they're meant to travel long distances and they're meant to have lazier engines that are full of power and able to you know last a long time and get you to where you're going in style and in comfort and plushness and stuff and that's one that's literally the opposite end of the spectrum as to where these cars reside like these cars are in like these things eat. P1s for breakfast now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the, and they're still road these are road legal cars. Yeah, road legal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I thought they broke boundaries with stuff like the Vulcan because people thought like okay, Aston Martin is taking itself very seriously now. You know, but now they're in project 1 territory. They're like they're like hypercar you know, reaching now. This is a company that never put out anything of this caliber before. I
1: mean, all their cars prior, like again, they're really nice sports cars and grand tours, right? Great vehicles, and here they are with a car that is mid-engine. They've taken the Vanquish name, flipped it on its head, right, and made it right. a complete monster. This is going to be amazing. And what I think they're doing so well. Sorry for all the trash in the yeah, background the trash being trash bounced around. Taken out. <laughs> What I find is so amazing about what Aston Martin has done is they have found a way to take their style and design and implement it in a way with to aero that mm-hmm. looks so beautiful and so different yeah. from a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, and yeah. uh, a McLaren. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that I have a problem with on this list is that things are starting to look so much alike. Yes, everything looks the same everything looks the same and that's why like I like the Batista that we talked about before but it almost like you said it looks like a Hennessy Venom you know mm-hmm. it has the body lines of I mean hell from the angle that the side profile it almost has the body lines of a GT40 and, and the, the Tribuda that we just looked at you know what I mean yeah. and I get it Arrow is shaping this stuff so I understand that but mm-hmm. uh, yeah this vision is amazing uh, the Vanquish vision I love it uh, this <laughs> this British racing green with a little bit of oh that's uh, so nice Gee, I mean, come on, and man. That's
0: not a. But you know what? That's like that's not a hypercar color. Not There's no, no company other than Aston Martin that is going. Maybe McLaren, like right. if they commission it. But again, that's also a British company. Right. You know what I mean? So it's I. I like that they're, you know, I like that they're doing it that way. I love it. I love it.
1: And next up on the list is actually, uh, Aston Martin's Project 003, which is a hypercar. This is going to be slotted right above the Vanquish that we just spoke about. Uh, similar styling, uh, I believe this one is still road legal, and it is absolutely gorgeous still. It, and there's something about it that's so beautiful is because it's so subtle. Yeah,
0: it's so, so subtle. Absolutely. Um, pulling up an article on it now, it looks like it's going to be up above AMRB003. Uh, Valkyrie was 001. Yes. And the Valkyrie AMR Pro was 002. So, it looks like this is, uh... It says it uses next-generation aircraft morphing technology (laughs) to create a variable airfoil around the entirety of the rear wing. Uh, The technology is called flexfoil. That's kind of fire. That is pretty fire. And it allows for the car's downforce to be changed without changing the physical angle of the entire element. Uh, The surface can deform from negative 9 to 40 degrees without the normal like what is this <laughs> all this comes from autoweek.com by the <laughs> way guys but no uh, no information released on the power plant or anything like that but what have they been doing over there bro Science, at bro. that company <laughs> like it's it's like they just stopped drinking aisle. you know and they're just like all right <laughs> we got, we got to slow down and we got to the world is starting to change around us and if we don't do something to remain relevant in this field we're going to get left behind and it's they've got insane. like three offerings at this show Right, we're Cars. not even we're not even done yet we're with, not the Aston done with Aston section. Martin yet, man.
1: Like what? <laughs> Oh man, and if it seems like we're we're jumping through the Aston Martin stuff, because again we still have one more to go. It's a three-headed monster at the Aston Martin booth in Geneva and the last car on the list
0: is the Valkyrie. What what's up? Oh sorry, I was going to say I found uh the engine. It's going to be a twin turbo hybrid V6. That's the, right for the 003. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I yeah. think that's what's so surprising
1: is that we're going to get some crazy numbers out of this V6, right? Yeah. Twin yeah, Turbo yeah. or not, it's going to be nuts. Sure. Last on the list for Aston Martin, and before we move on to something completely different, is the Aston Martin Valkyrie. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, love this thing. And it looks so much better, again, in the British Racing Green with the mm-hmm. green trim kind of, as you can see, uh, under the hood almost and through the back uh, oh, of the, man. the doors that are gullwing-like open. Jeez, Louise! This thing is, just this is stupid. I think this is my this is
0: still my favorite. Out this of is the my three favorite. Them, this yeah. is my favorite. But if
1: I had to if I had to rank them, it would be this and then the Vanquish, just because of what they've done with the Vanquish. Oh yeah, 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 you for know? sure. I know 3 great too. Yeah, um, this for is sure. going to be a, a, a La Ferrari fighter or whatever La, Ferrari decides to put out next. Of course, <laughs> this thing is
0: stupid, man. 1100, 11, one, 1,160 horsepower from a hybrid V twelve. Mm-mm-mm. again you know four digits yeah four <laughs> <So> <laughs> like it doesn't it's just kind of like all right well you can't play unless you're you know you but get carded in V twelve though a hybrid how V12? many folks are even doing v12s anymore only the bold and the brave i mean the good thing is is this is a company that's been playing with v12s for longer than most companies right you know uh lamborghini is one um i'd love to see an offering from them now that i think about it for that's comparable in this arena. Um, yeah, that's true but yeah Lamborghini Ferrari and Aston Martin if you think about it they're the only companies that have really historically i mean McLaren, McLaren but McLaren yeah. has shifted all the way from V12 well it's funny you
1: say that so i posted a tagged you in an article yesterday in petrolicious oh yeah. the next <laughs> yeah yeah it's happening <laughs> it's half, yep the next F1 from McLaren is coming
0: and it's going to have a V12 in it that was my favorite supercar of all time yeah, growing up. That absolutely. Was, nothing, nothing could hold a candle to that for me just because the specs, even by today's standards, are just absurd. That car is from 1994. Yeah. That's over 20 years old now. Sheesh. You know what I mean? Speaking about getting old. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just that company, that's, that's, the, that's where they've got to go back to. They've done plenty of great work with their offerings now, but the F1 set the standard for, the, for that community. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you remember that Grand Tour episode. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Like that, I'll never forget that shot. Is it the Jaguar XJ220 and the Bugatti EB110? And they're both driving next to each other. And they're like, oh, these two cars are good. And then the camera pans out (laughs) and it just like follows. But it's like, but then there was the McLaren F1. (laughs) And I just like, I stopped breathing. I was like, oh, my God, this is. (sighs) Yeah, that's really fun news. I can't wait for that.
1: Uh, speaking of just bending the uh, – actually, you no know, before we get to this last one, oh God. let's finish this thing with the Aston Martin. So three Astons all headed for Ferrari, McLaren, and, and Lamborghini and so on. The one thing we haven't seen from Ferrari quite yet is the successor to the LaFerrari. We just got the successor to the 488, which, which is the F8. The next LaFerrari, whatever it's going to be, has to be around the corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, the ball is in their court. I can't wait to see
0: There's what they do. There's a lot of pressure on them now. Lots of pressure. Yeah, And Porsche doesn't care about anything. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, because they're just la- – <laughs> here's the thing. They're setting lap times, though. Yeah, right? they are. They've got quantifiable data. They don't need to care, you know. <laughs> they're like, we got a 911 that could beat that around the
1: track <laughs> and has. I mean, shoot, we don't know what the next 918 successor will look like. Dang! Think about that. I think
0: they should still call. It, they should still call it the nine one nine. Like to name it after the Le Mans prototype. Ooh. I think that'd be dope to have a road going nine one nine because that's honestly that's what they're gonna have. They're gonna have to give it that, and it's gonna have to live up to that name to play with these cars. I mean, yeah, it's gonna have to. Well, have the thing that about the
1: nine one nine is the, the technology. Technically, in the in the nine one nine is what what actually. Well, that's a little different. The 919 technology is what really was put into the 918, though, yeah?
0: Right, yeah. They took, they took, uh, it was kind of, I feel like it was equally exchanged. exchanged. Because they developed them along the same, within the same time frame. Mm -hmm. Because that return to Le Mans for Porsche, remember that big thing where they were, that's where they were developing it. I think the 918 was already, already, was already on the way to being, uh, put into production. I think they kind of coincided around the same
1: time. The 918 has an interesting, uh, history just from its roots from the Core gt and stuff like that yeah yeah uh, really formula one too uh there's a lot of interesting stuff there that is really really awesome Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but let's get into the last one this is number eight but trust me i don't know if uh i don't know if they'll be at this uh this place on the grid for too much longer (laughs) koenigsegg has finally announced the regera it was the regera agera a successor regera regera successor uh Man, it is the Koneseg Jesko, named after Christian von Koenigsegg's father. This thing is possibly going to be the first 300-mile-per-hour road car. It looks like it. It looks like it. The amount of downforce by the wing and the front
0: diffuser is just disgusting. Jesus. You know what? This company is not... People should be very afraid of this company because they don't have anything to lose. No Like they'll They'll only probably build Like let's just say 20 cars a year They only need to build 20 cars a year Because they're sold Before they're built And they've made their money Back already Right So they can start working On the next thing You know what I mean Like I remember When they were talking About smaller hypercar companies Like Pagani -hmm. And you know Koenigsegg and how they don't need to sell a whole bunch of volume to be successful, right? You know what I mean. And once you have your existing clientele, that's all you need because the person you sold your last Koenigsegg to, they're going to come back and buy the next one that you build, you know, and keep the old one. You know what I'm saying? But this, I think, I say that they should be afraid because this company made 250 mile per hour cars before the world knew they were making 250 (laughs) mile an hour cars. Seriously, you know what I mean? So when the when the Veyron came around. And, you know, they t- they touted the top speed and stuff like that. The Koenigsegg engineers are probably like, we have an Aguera R that can do this. You know what I mean? And that's like their mid-tier car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? so, but this here, this is going to be scary. Of course, 1,600 horsepower, flat plane crank V8. That's going to sound like death. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be rear wheel steering. Uh, like it... It's just crazy because the one-to-one already, I feel like maybe it wasn't as much of an engineering marvel as it was just a powerhouse, right like a light like a featherweight powerhouse. But this here looks like it's going to be something that's actually from the future. And for as small as this company is, I'm so I'm always so shocked by the quality of their engineering and, yeah. the, and the fit and the finish, and you'd think they were a huge scale company but they're not. They just build cars by hand in a factory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I love this company. This this car is is fantastic, yo.
1: I you said it perfectly. I don't think I could say anything else that you already hadn't said. Um hey. breathtaking in so many ways. I just can't wait to see it do its thing. Yeah. Uh and I love that little nod to his father, you know. Yeah. That's it's such a cool
0: name. That's a nice Jesko. That's dope. That's really cool. Um yeah, man. I mean,
1: this thing's insane. What do you want me to say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also probably one of the. I think it's definitely one of the better looking Koenigseggs that have been made because it took everything that I liked about the Regera. Because mm-hmm. I the the Agera was an okay looking car. Yeah. I didn't think it was very very beautiful, uh, but it basically took elements of the one to one and put them on a Regera, and they combined the two. Right. Which to me are are is is a, is a fail safe.
1: My my next question for you is. We have cars that are hitting well over 1,000 horsepower. uh, Yeah, 1,000 horsepower, you know, getting into the 2000s, really, from factory. Mm -hmm. Now we have a car that could possibly go 300 miles per hour. What is next for anybody? What is next for Christian von
0: Konesegg and his team? (laughs) What is next for a Ferrari and Aston? Where do we go from here? I keep thinking about that line from Apex, like at the very end, where they talk about. Uh, the guy that designed Forza, the you know the the technical, the creative director, and right. he was just like, you know, we're we're getting to a point now where humans are manufacturing vehicles that the human body won't be able to withstand the capabilities of. Yeah, like a man dies at what nine G, a LaFerrari pulls two without even trying. Yeah. A La Ferrari's ancient history compared to everything on this list. Seriously, you're right. So what they're gonna have to do is, in order to extricate these, the 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 maximum, you know, or to optimize the capabilities, they're going to have to start using bots to drive these things, and they'll sell them to humans. The car will just drive itself. Either that, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like either have the car drive itself and program it to maximize, but that's gonna be that's gonna be a next level gen AI and be because you're basically engineering. A, a database or a computer to understand the limitations of itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which has to be programmed by a human before anything. Right. You know, that's a different discussion. Like that's one that I've considered before. Cause it's like, now you've got cars like the Chiron and the Devo and stuff. You're selling them to people, the people that are buying them, not going to get to 10% of what the car can do. No, you know are driving I mean? them. Right. Mad you know, slow. If they're being driven at all, at all like right. you say. So it's just kind of like stuff like this, you know, in order to, you know, to, to, be able to explore And figure out especially the Nuremberg Will always be the standard for that But it's just kind of like you know there is Going to be a point where we're not Going to be able to do so or we're not going To be willing to risk that In a machine you know what I mean So but I do like I guess Going back to the original question about With regard to other companies like Ferrari And you know I mean they've I don't know how much they prioritize their You know their their boundary Pushing yeah. You know, because I still don't think the LaF pushed a boundary. I think it just took old and new technology and married it. Yeah. You know, I think the P1 and the 918 pushed because they basically came up with a concept that, you know, was previously unheard of or only previously used in cars that were meant to save the environment. You know what I mean? So because they can run off electric power by themselves. Yeah. You know, they, they the carbon dioxide they produce are still low and stuff like that. Ferrari's like, I'm just going to use an electric motor to get more power out of my gas one. You know, so they're gonna have to. I don't know, but they their presence at the show is weak compared to everybody else. And my weak is a relative term, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But there's no, uh, like, there's no P1 successor. I mean, even McLaren. I mean, they've they showed out with, you know, their their Senna previously and all that stuff. But again, still ancient history now. You know, you got to figure out where they're gonna go and and what they're doing. But you know, they're doing something because they're not. Those companies are not gonna be forgotten. Even Porsche too. I, I feel like something is brewing over there as well on, I, the, on the electric front.
1: We'll find out in the next uh, year. I mean, look how much we've covered last year. and Look how much we've already covered in the oh, first yeah. three months of this oh, year. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's going so quickly, for sure. The um, last thing to do here is figure out what our top three is. Uh, wh- what's your top three, starting uh, from your third spot to your first? Let's see. Have you had to pick, who's who's finishing this race? Three, mm. two, and
0: one. The, I'm going to put the Pininfarina Batista in third. Okay. Uh, just because it is a full EV and it does make crazy amounts of power. And I like seeing this technology exploited uh, well, particularly by a company that, you know, people really haven't heard of in a long time. So for them to have to put forth a great showing at this, on such a large scale, they clearly worked very hard on this. They don't need any issue. They don't need any help styling anything because they're like style masters. You know, they're up there with Aston Martin. So I, I really like what this car represents. Number two is going to go to the Valkyrie because I just – I don't have a choice but to put it there because we've been following it for so long. And the Valkyrie was a car that – is it still supposed to have a one-to-one ratio also?
1: Uh, last I remember hearing, yes, that was yeah. the case. Yeah. And that,
0: they will. I mean, you can look at it. There's only like 20% of an actual car there. <laughs> the rest of it is just like air. And, I mean, you can see the skeletal components. Right. You can see the, the wishbone suspension yeah. poking out through the – but I just love that I love what it represents And I love that Aston Martin I, I, If I could put all the Aston Martins in number two I'd do that yeah. like just, But if I have to pick one to represent them I'd pick the Valkyrie um, Just because Actually you know what I take it back I'm going to put the Project 003 there instead okay. Because I didn't know as much about it as I did previously And going through the brief you know, notions of that article The Valkyrie is almost going to be like A Vulcan turned up again yeah. Whereas the 003 is going to be The Valkyrie of tomorrow you know what I mean? So, But number one is going to Koenigsegg because I just ranted about it. <laughs> so.
1: I'm going to have to go with the Aston Martin Vanquish uh, in the three spot. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to see what this car can do. And I, I'm kind of really hoping that this, and I'm not hoping, I know it will. I want it to push the, the limits of everybody else. And I think this is going to be a really great car to do that. Uh, number two, I'm gonna have to go with the Valkyrie. Also, I, mm-hmm. I just really love this thing. I'm really excited to see what it can do on the track. And I think the the fun thing about it is, it looks like a Le Mans car. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it's it's so beautiful. And then of course, I'm gonna have to put Kona's Sega Number one is also. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't I can't <laughs> argue that would not been at all.
0: That's an awesome car. So proud of uh of Christian and the guys over there, man. They're that's what happens when you put a car enthusiast at the head of a company. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean. This dude is—he's an interesting guy, man. He's—he's a, he's a really—he's just so like—he looks like a villain, like a Bond villain. He does look like <laughs> a villain. Yeah.
0: Did you see? There was a uh, one of the top rated comments on uh, that Jesco. Because uh, they had a No, no, no um, A top rated comment of Chris On the Koenigsegg page Where they showed a picture of him He had yeah, a selfie yeah. Did you read those comments? I didn't Because it was the selfie And then behind them was the was the exhibit But yeah. the walls were still up You know So they didn't reveal the car And they were like Are you guys ready for the fastest Koenigsegg of all time Blah, blah, blah And the top rated comment was So fast that all your facial hair And hair on your head I did comes see off that one <laughs> I did <laughs> it's just like his bald face <laughs> in his head there. It's just like, oh, God. I
1: did see that one. Uh, he should have oh, replied man. to that. He should. He really should. <laughs> uh, next week, we have the we have part two of the Geneva Auto Show. We're covering that again, uh, this time with the more uh, pedestrian outlook. But trust me, it's a lot of great cars on that list also. Cars We're we can actually buy. It.
0: Actually, some of them we can't buy.
1: Some of them Still. we can't buy, of course. <laughs> uh, until next week, this has been Through the Apex. You can find me at makeshiftfilms.net. Uh, eight at makeshift underscore films on instagram um, that that's where you can find
0: me <laughs> 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 that you plug your stuff uh, I'm at uh, machinegain labs dot com uh, at markanthony underscore Murray with a c C uh, on Instagram and uh, yeah that's about it. any questions email ask at gmail. com. And we are at through the underscore apex on Instagram.
1: Yes, yes, and make sure you hit him up for any health and fitness uh, help and whatever you need. <sighs> PRs, <sighs> PR. this guy will get you your your PRs, no problem. He's amazing all around. Um, and I mean, I can't. I know. Say a lo- I know a little bit. I know a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a Just little, little bit. bit. I know <laughs> enough
0: to get by. To have a website. To- nah, this dude's great. So.
1: Hey, I've lost I've lost uh, twenty three pounds following this guy and, and put some applause
0: journey. in there, bro. Like edit some applause <laughs> after that, man.
1: Like a massive cheer. I'm, I'm trying to do as little editing as possible. <laughs> Until next week, guys. We'll see you again for the Geneva Auto Show. Make sure you hit us up and let us know what your favorite cars were. Peace. Take care. us on instagram twitter and facebook at through the underscore apex don't forget to rate and review on apple podcast google play or wherever you listen